Welcome, welcome everybody. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. And today, it's a huge honor for me, back in the beautiful Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Brooklyn Bridge Park. We were here last month talking with Gregor himself. This week, I have the pleasure of talking with his business partner, Rodrigo Crespo. Welcome Thank to the you show. So much. Before we kick it off, the yes. message this week uh, has to do with uh, Rodrigo's journey in business and jiu-jitsu, I guess you could say. And it is that things don't always play out the way you thought they would, but often just like you expected, right? <laughs> kind of sums up uh, a conversation we started last time I was here. Um, so Rodrigo, is, uh, he's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a co-owner here at uh, Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, but... You first came to the States to promote your, your media company. Exactly. So a yeah. little bit of a meandering journey, which most of us go through, especially once you get in, uh, into the jiu-jitsu spiral. That's just kind of how it goes, right? Exactly. So uh, first time I moved to New York was in 2013, uh, just run my production company. I was invited from a local production company to be their partners, and I decided to move. I was training at this time at Ryan Gracie in Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. and I came here to train with Hansel, Gregor, uh, Igor, his brother, Hollis. Uh, we are friends since we are like, young teenagers, uh, and I was training with Hansel since that time. And then I moved back to Sao Paulo during the pandemic, and I was there running my company, and Gregor called me and said, brother... I have an offer for you. Time to, to go. Uh, come back and open a new academy. So I would like to invite you to be my partner. And I didn't think about it. I just said, yes, let's do it. And it's amazing. And I'm here. Uh, so tell us more about the, your media company. Is this something, I mean, I, I love both media and jujitsu. So when yeah. you were telling me this, I was like, just so fascinated. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then this came about during my interview with Gregor, and I was yeah. I was complimenting the social media, and he was like, "Oh, that's not me." <laughs> He's like, I don't do that. And he was like, "Rodrigo does that." I was like, "Really?" And so that's how this kind yeah. of all started. So yeah, what's yeah, the story so, with the social media company? Sure. Like, what's funny? Like, I was like, I started this like I was like studying journalism, uh-huh. uh, and then I met a guy who used to live in my building. Uh, he used to be an art buyer in one big advertising agency in Brazil, but still exists here. It's called Draft FCB, something like this. Okay. Uh, so I was talking to him and I said, oh, I would like to be like, uh, do an internship, something like this. He said, okay, more than welcome. And I were like working, I started in 2000, I think 2002 as an intern in a big advertising agency and I was working as an art buyer. Uh, since then, uh, I was like two, three years working there. Then I moved to Sao Paulo. I decided to open my own company. And uh, what what year was that? Was like a produ- it's a production company. Basically, actually, I leave. I left the the advertising agency, and a friend of mine, she's a, a actor, a, a actress mm. in Brazil. She invited me to to go to her uh, her office it was like a, a talent management yeah. uh, company so i was like working with the talents brazilian celebrities this kind of things and i was traveling a lot to sao paulo which if you compare like rio i was in rio at this time i was born and raised in rio gotcha. if you compare it's more like a rio i was living in miami like uh, there's not too much business in this industry specifically mm-hmm. So anytime when I had a photo shoot or a film or advertising, video clip, I need to fly to San Paulo. And I started to build my connections at this time. And then I figured out that there's not too much like production uh, producers here. It's more like a big film company than like a producer like we have a lot in New York, like an example. Mm -hmm. And then I quit my job and opened as a risk, moved to Sao Paulo like three days after. And I started like knocking on everybody's door that I know and ask if they could give me an opportunity. And then I, I was doing great. And my path was uh, I do mostly uh, fashion and luxury brands, beauty, like uh, Pantene, L'Oreal, this kind of brands. Uh, then like proper like advertising, like 
Yeah. In TV, it's much more print than video. That's what I was going to ask. So yeah, much more print. Especially at that video. time, you were, I mean, it was, yeah. there was no social media. There was, was like no, no social digital. media at all, like 2005. Yeah. So no social. It was print, like catalogs, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, billboards, all these things. And then I met one uh, creative director, and he introduced me to Condé Nast, Vogue Brazil. And then, I, like, they hired my production company, which actually was myself right. <laughs> as a producer. And I was You're like, "Let me check with the yeah, company. Let me check with the company if I'm uh, like able to." So, and I was doing like all the Vogue editorial covers, etc. And I built my connection in fashion. That's why, like, uh, it was not my choice. Like, it was like my right. life gave me through this this way and i was like doing like mostly of the fashion brands in brazil mm-hmm. producing for them like everything and then uh like i start coming to new york because one of the brands that i work a lot they hire giselle binch and tom brady's wife and she was asking them to shoot here in new york instead fly to brazil for a one day shoot so like we're coming here a lot and I had to hire like a local producer here to yeah. help me. I had mm-hmm. no connections, right. anything. Uh, and I met like this guy, Dario. He's a producer. He's Italian, but he's a producer and lives here uh, in the US like since, I don't know, 20 years. Uh, and this year I was like, came to New York like 12 times in one year. And then he said, brother, why don't you stay here, leave, and you just fly to Brazil for your jobs, but stay here, you can be partners. And I always had a dream to live in New York. Yeah, I spent Another one. Feeling. Yeah, I spent one year in Italy. That was my only experience living outside my country. Yeah. So, but I was a teenager, like twenty years old. So, don't know what to do. Just party, like uh, trying to. It's the time to do it. Yeah, it's a good time. So then I accept immediately. I asked my wife, "Are you like, what do you think about it?" And then she said, "Yeah, let's go." And I came. Nice. So I was here since then. During the pandemic was a hard time, so I moved back to Brazil. Yeah. And I was thinking like if I really want to keep doing production or jiu-jitsu, which is something that I started even way before. My first time training jiu-jitsu was in 1991. Yeah. So so the whole time you were you were building this company, you would yeah. you were training. So you, training, were, you were involved yeah. in the jiu-jitsu community in some exactly. way. Yeah. I had a break, like five years break, when I was like working like two, two jobs, internship, university, yeah. and I was training boxing. I was more focused in boxing, but like I always train. Like some friend called me, oh, let's train, and I put my gear in train. But since 1991 to today, I, I never quit. I never stopped. So. Um, and you said it was around 2012 when you when you – when this gentleman was asking you to, to come yeah, to New York. Yeah, 2012, I were coming every year, every mm-hmm. month. Yeah. In 2013, he offered me to become his partner and live here instead in Sao Paulo. And then I accept. By the end of the year, I was here with my family, my wife, actually, and running my business. So, And, and were you still kind of going back and forth to Brazil? Did you still have accounts there? I still have accounts there. I have my business partner in Brazil as well. Still, she's there running the company, uh, pretty good, by the way. And <laughs> I'm more this side, and I told her, Listen, I'm not gonna be able to be in every photo shoot we have, so when I have like a big one that really needs me, it's okay. But beside that, it's time to focus in the academy, and mm-hmm. I cannot be like focusing something that I'm doing like for 20 almost like 15 years, so she can. Yeah, deal and manage, and and that's it. So I still have my company there. And what's the name of it? And the box. What? It's called the box. The box. Yeah, but it's the box dot ag like right. agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because she, I'm not involved in this. I'm just involved in the production company. But my partner in Brazil, she represents some talents like photographers, stylists, art directors, and that's why uh, it's more like an agency mm-hmm. than. Uh, just a production company. Uh, but I'm only like focus and, and partner of her in the production side. It is, do you have like staff now or is it still pretty small and intimate? Uh, I do have a staff. I have like my crew. 
like production assistant, mm-hmm. set designers, and and also one person that I hired to be by my partner side, representing myself. Like I'm not here, but yeah. everything you need, talk to her. She's a German uh, woman. She used to do production in Rio de Janeiro, just for like German clients or European right. clients mostly. Right. And so during the pandemic, same thing for her, like nobody could come fly to Brazil. She was like uh, no job. And we always do like some co-production together when I have like some big, big Creole coming, like some people from outside, like Europe or or US coming to Brazil for a photo shoot. I always have her by my side. Mm-hmm. And then I told her, like, listen, I'm going to New York. I'm going to open my academy. I don't have enough time to be like 100% focused on the production. Do you want to come and be like our uh, co-partners? Like, she's not my partner, but we work together and she's there. So basically, I have two persons in Brazil and I just overview most of the things. And But they are managing the company. I don't even know that's, what they are doing. Right, right. That's the <laughs> dream, right? That's yeah. the, the entrepreneurial dream is to like yes. build the company kind of pass the reins on. Yeah. You want the integrity of the company to, to yeah. continue. I had a, a, like a, 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 such a good time doing production. I travel, I had opportunity to travel a lot. Like yeah. I went to many, many different countries, continents, uh, even inside Brazil, which is a big country. Like I went to so many different places. But then, like, I think we, we get tired to travel. Like, <laughs> in 2013, I didn't spend 10 consecutive days in my home. Right. Like, it was like one week, back again, take a flight. So when people think, oh, you work in fashion, you it's, do production, yeah. it's so nice. You travel to whatever, like Paris. And I said, yeah, but I wake up 4.30 a.m. I know. I'm the first one to be on set and the last one to leave. So when I finish, I just want to go back like to 20 my hour hotel. 20-hour yep. day. Have a quick like dinner and sleep, yep. brother. Like, yeah, but still, it's a good business. It's a good industry. Here, like, Yeah. No, I have a similar experience from the music yeah. industry because that's what I did at yeah. first. I went to school for music. And you, you know, you travel and it's like long hours and it's not, you know, it's not like, unless you're, you know, the, you know, high performers, you yeah. get to go to the nice dinners and all that. The yeah. rest of us, we eat like gas station food and you sleep yeah. in a van and it's, it's, you know, after a while you're like, yeah. and it gets in the way of training. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't do that. Can't do that. All right. We're going to take our first break. Hang tight, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. Okay, guys. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. a conscious co-creator are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness i'm sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant and on my show the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity we will touch upon all these topics and more listen live at our new time on thursdays at 12 noon eastern time that's the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity thursdays 12 noon on talkradio.nyc Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
All right, everybody, welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. And today we are back at the beautiful Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Brooklyn Bridge Park, reopened in July 5th in spectacular fashion. I did a show here with Gregor, and today we're speaking with his business partner, Rodrigo Crespo. We were just going over uh, Rodrigo's meandering journey in the uh, in, in the fashion and um how would you put it? Fashion and uh, luxury. luxury brands. I always yeah. forget that. I love that that concept, like the luxury brand version. Yeah, because it's like just like jewelry, shoes, bags. Yeah, like it's just this type of like or beauty brands, like right. Well, there's yeah, yeah. then they there's a title that they put themselves in like luxury design, yeah. like. Barrel, like, just like, I like it because it's yeah. like when you get into things, you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to create a product. There's like yeah. so many products yeah. and you really have to like pick an identity. Are you going to yeah. be like the cheap one and we're just mass producing and we're going to make like yeah. 10 million units and just try to sell them all? Or are you going to develop like uh, an aura about you? You know, and yeah. I think from an advertising standpoint, uh, it's, it's true. It's a lot more fun, yeah. right? Yeah. You get really, really dig in as opposed to like, you know, buy 10 of these for $9.99 and, you know, yeah. it's like, it is, you get to, you get to, you definitely get to be more artistic. So you said you were, you, you were brought on kind of like as an, an art, like an art director for an agency. Yes. And exactly. did you have a background in art? Did you go to like study art or? Like I did like, uh, yeah, I studied design in university. I started doing okay. journalism and then I said, oh, this is not for me. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing here. Then I changed <laughs> to design and, I was there like for five, four years studying. And at this point, I was already working in an advertising agency. Mm-hmm. So I didn't finish my last semester. I just quit. I said, you know what? Uh, yeah. Already in. Got a so job. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And I was there like doing like this, working in this advertising agency, which was like more like advertising. Like they had all types of clients, mm-hmm. like beer, yeah. phone, like whatever, like everything. And But then when I was invited for this friend of mine, which is an actress, so we work in her uh, office, like a talent management, uh, they hired just this celebrities for like, like big, big jobs and big names. So I was mm, okay. This is a little bit different. Yeah. Like you need to be more fancy with this. Like everything, like right. <laughs> flowers, candy, whatever. Like like a driver, like some security guys, DJ <laughs> on set. So I said, okay, this is different. Perrier, yeah, Perrier yeah. in the yeah, corner. By the end of the shoot, yeah. when they wrap. Usually in production, people wrap. They are already in the door, like trying to leave. With this type of people, no. They have like champagne bottles and let's have a I like that too. Yeah, I like that. That's what I'm saying. Like you get, you, yeah, it was, it's a different feel. It was different for me. Yeah. But I don't, I think everybody likes this yeah, type of, a little, type of a little job. Bit. Like I don't want to just finish it like a 12 hour shoot and then say, bye guys. So go get Dunkin' Donuts. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so, uh, so you were talking in the, in the last set about, you know, building this company and then, yeah. you know, being pulled in other directions and you wanted to, you wanted to pursue that um, and, and putting in place the right people to where you, yeah. you still have your company. And you were just mentioning on the break, like it was hard at first, right? You're like, you, it is hard, you, 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 it's hard to trust people. And it's it like, you built this thing. Like, bro, like, can you imagine like you build a company by yourself, a hundred percent your risk. Mm-hmm. So, you build your connections, all the clients call through your phone number. Like I, I didn't have like a phone number in my, in my office, but mm. like my cell phone. <laughs> and then Breaking all the time too, one right? Day, yeah, one day you give it to another person and say, listen, like represent me and that's it. You need to trust. Yeah. So I'm, I can tell you that I had like bad experience in life with like people that I really trust. And mm. then I, I said, oh, I'm frustrated. This guy was not the perfect person. But my business partner in Brazil, I would say, well, I'm so lucky. I, yeah. Like, I trust her, and I don't even know how much money we make when we send an estimate. Like, I say, well, how how was? Was good? We had some profit? Okay, so I trust in you. I prefer act like this than be a crazy guy, stressed, like yeah. in numbers, or if someone like is doing something wrong. As soon as like the first year was great. 
and I asked for feedback, of course, like my clients, how was mm -hmm. you like her? Like, did she treat you well? Uh, everybody, like from my photo assistant, the driver to my client. And she's great. So when I decided to have a second business, which for me today is my first job here and the production is my side business now. Mm -hmm. I don't mind uh, like to say no for clients that I really don't want to work with. Right. If there's some guy that I worked, that I worked with before and I see, oh, this guy is hard <laughs> to deal with, uh, I say no immediately. Like, oh, no. And, and that feels good, right? And I feel so much Such a great feeling, yeah. yeah. So now, Jiu-Jitsu and this academy, specifically, it's my number one business. So my side business, she's taking care about it. Mm. So if I need to do that, be focused here, I need to help the instructor here. Like we have like different levels. Sometimes can like a white belt never trained, don't know even how to tie his belt. Right. I cannot put him in the same class uh, with like different levels. So it's me, myself, that do the intro class so i show them the way we teach <coughs> sorry the way we teach uh how the academy works so then the phone rings then someone want to buy a t-shirt then whatever like so many things to do yeah uh i cannot be and we'll like, get to that i want to yeah, talk about I running can, academy yeah like yeah. i cannot be like, like sending like 200 estimates a day or yeah. like, so you need to trust them if someday something happens and I don't like it, man, it's fine. Like, it's life. But if you have more than one business, you need to deliver and you need to trust. And, and it, you, I think you really nailed it where you, when you said, like, it, you, you found the right person. Like, you have yeah. to have the right people. There's, you know, these yeah. two basic, it gets a little bit more involved uh, as you go. But, like, there's the idea of the lowest common denominator employee where you buy into a franchise you know yeah. and nobody needs any kind of education or skill set and then you got the other one and and i think when you're dealing with like luxury brands or things yeah. that are that are a little bit uh more aesthetically pleasing like it really yeah. comes down to the people which is great because you can get a lot done with fewer people yeah but but you have to have the right people i do have and it was funny because my partner nowadays uh actually she was the one who hired me for one shoot I know her, she's from Rio as well. So mm -hmm. I knew her. We used to say, like, just hide which one. But she hired my company to do a production, like, for a brand that she used to work with. And it was huge, like, one of the biggest uh, fashion brands uh, in Brazil. Uh, so we're three days shooting Rio. And then they shut down this company. They closed it, like, the agents. The agents, yeah. yeah. And she called me, oh, so I want to work with you. I love it. Like the day we work together. And I was right in the timing to come here. In 2013. Nice. And I said, mm, you know what? Let's do some jobs together. We see if you like it because I'm different like, as mm -hmm. a producer than in, when I deal with my clients. So I push you hard. Uh, you want to see us jujitsu? Yeah, you need to. And we did a couple jobs together, and we're like working in my visa to come here. Like, mm -hmm. and I told her, listen, my visa was approved. Instead, like, hire you as my employee. Why don't you become my partner and I give you some percentage of the company? And nowadays, she has like fifty percent of my company because. Exactly like this. I want to trust you and I don't want to be 100% involved mm -hmm. anymore. So it's your business. So I'm just your employee now. So <laughs> you'll tell me what I need to do. <laughs> so it was a pretty quick uh, courtship where you guys knew each other, but not super well. You've done yes, some jobs, like, but it, then it turned. You can, I can say maybe like six months. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's risky. Yeah, you it know, is. it really. Yeah, no, but I knew her before. Right. Way before. But like, still, like, it's still, like, yeah. to be a partner was a. Right. Risk. But I have a feeling about people, brother. Like, I don't know how to explain. There are some people you know them for 10 years and you don't trust in them. Like, maybe you <laughs> say hi, you go for even like a, a drink. Right. But you still, like, okay, brother, like, I go with you, like, until this point. Always that, that personal yeah. space. Yeah. But with her, I trust, like, I don't know. 
I can't explain. I just trust, and it was was my feeling. And yeah, thanks God, everything is doing good. And I think that's an important part of uh, of being a business owner, and especially like you, you seem like a person like myself. I want I'm interested in a lot of things, and I and I want to be involved in a number of them. Yeah. And uh, you, you have to take risks, yeah. but you also have to follow your gut. You really have to follow your intuition. I think it's yes. one of the things, uh, especially these days, they keep pushing intuition down on people. Exactly. They're like, no, no, no. You know, they want to they level the playing field for everything. No, no. We survived as humans because of our intuition. Exactly. You know, we like, we, we get these feelings. And it's like, man, I'm not going to walk through that door. I'm not going to go that yeah. way. Like, I, yeah. I'm not going into those dark woods. I don't think so. You know, hundred percent agreed. And I think you really, for you know anybody listening that's like thinking about, I want to I want to embark on this journey. Like those yeah. are I think two real takeaways, like two key points. You have to find people you can trust, yes. and you have to know when to follow your gut. Like it's not always right, but it's rarely wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you Some, have a, someday or sometimes you can get you can be wrong and you'll be frustrated because you oh I trust in this person my intuition was like go with him and then man it was not the perfect fit okay brother like but it's like jujitsu like as long as you exactly. yeah tap reset or go or go, go to sleep go to sleep or, go or... <laughs> yes a little exactly. inside joke I took a nap uh, we did the class. A, a little earlier today and I, I just took a little rest a little self <laughs> self-inflicted rest yeah. <laughs> but um yeah like you said you 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 get to step back you get to reset as long as you still have your business you yeah. still have your clients you're not out of the game we we all make these little mistakes here and there along yeah. the way but uh as long as they're not fatal you you can continue on and yeah and, and I was in one of one point that I don't know. It's maybe it's just myself, but I I get tired to do the same thing for like sure. many years. Yeah, and I was okay. Like I'm not like a hundred percent happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I don't wanna like wake up like five a.m. Uh, to do something like every single day if I'm not happy. Yeah, like, and there are some clients, some jobs that I was excited to do it. But most of them, I was, oh, God, I have to deal yeah. with this person. It's so, like, difficult to deal with. Oh, this one requests so many things. Like, so I was, like, thinking too much before I accept one job. And maybe it was my fault. Maybe I wasn't happy at all. And I was thinking it's time to focus on something mm-hmm. else. But I'm not going to just quit. Right. So let's, let me try something different. And... I suggest, brother, I'm 42 years old, I suggest to everybody that I meet that if you're not 100% happy, try to understand why and don't wait too long to change <laughs> and change your life. Life is short and, brother, I'm, I'm a completely different person here in the academy. Yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. And so nice. Yeah. Like, so nice to meet, like, different types of people, train with them. A lot of res- mutual respect and kids and kids is unbelievable. Yeah. Like parents are there, like watching the kids training, and they talk to you like professor, like they hug you. So it's so nice. Completely different environment, I would say. I would say. So I was thinking maybe it's the right time to to make a move. Make yeah. a move. So well, that's also I think just the uh, innate like hustler. And like entrepreneur, it's like, for me, I, you know, I'm the same. I, I get, I like to build things yeah. and it's like, okay, everything's going good. And it's like, I love the chaos when it's a mess yeah. and you work so hard. And then once it's all orderly and you yeah. just have to do the day-to-day yeah. stuff, I'm like, it's time for me to go. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to go find, exactly. I got to go find something, some other mess to, to fix up. It is. And, and I think that's, I think that's natural and just self-awareness, uh, you know, helps a lot when that with that when you're like, oh, it took me a while to figure that out too. I was yeah. probably about, you know, 40 years old when I realized that, and I was like, oh, this is why, like, I get I get fed up in places, and it it, it becomes toxic, right? You're yeah. like, you're not your best. Yeah, you just need to switch gears, and it like exactly. you did, you didn't completely like shut the company down. You're just like, okay, let's pass this on. Now I'm doing something else, and in 10 years it might be something else. We're like, you know what? I need to yeah, shift exactly. again, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a yeah. uh, 
it, like you said, it's it's a great feeling. You feel like a different person. It is. As long as you're aware of that and you make those transitions smooth. Yeah. Life is good, right? Exactly. Like life there are people good. they are good with this. Like my my sister, my brother, yeah. they're lawyers. They do this since I don't know, 18 years old. Yeah. They are 43. Okay. So good for you. I like to wake <laughs> up, be in the office nine to six every day. Two weeks vacation a year, fine. I want to do different. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, there's no right or wrong. There is it's not. It's just my lifestyle is different. Yep. And as you said, as soon as you set up everything, the mess ends. Uh, maybe it's time to do, move. Find some mess. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break, everybody. Hang tight. We'll be back in just a few. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, everybody. Again, we're uh, here at Gregor Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in the Brooklyn Bridge Park uh, section of Brooklyn, right across from Lower Manhattan. I'd love to show you the view, but you'll have to check out the last show I did with Gregor. It's gorgeous. Actually, this is like, what is this, bear skin, lion skin? It's like crazy lounge. <laughs> we're like, sitting, I've never seen a Jiu-Jitsu academy like this beautiful. It's an amazing place to be. Um, so now we're going to kind of transition the, the conversation to here and, um, you know, talking to Rodrigo about building a company and all these, these, uh, emotions you go through passing it off. Like he's like the epitome of the entrepreneur where he built it, wanted to go do something else, still has the company brought in partners. He, you know, he's, he's still an owner in it and still reaps the benefits of that, but he gets to go and do some of the other things in life that he enjoys. And I really think like, that's when you know you've you've accomplished something as an entrepreneur. It's one thing to open one business and just be like, they're not the same, right? Yeah. Not all business owners are entrepreneurs. They're like you were just pointing out, like you have family members who, you know, they've done the same thing their whole life and just that one thing. Some guys just open one shop and they're like, that's it. That's I it. Yeah. wouldn't necessarily say that you're an entrepreneur just because of that. I think it's really about you creating this thing and being able um, to step away from it and let it continue and then 
something else and maybe something else and maybe yes. something else and, and it's all still going yeah <laughs> like a real builder you know in the renaissance uh term you know re renaissance idea of the term um and you you explained in the in the you know first portion kind of how this happened where you were here doing uh you know working your agency the pandemic happened everything kind of shut down you went back to uh brazil for a while yeah. i think gregor was like hey i want to i want to reopen we're going to move, we're going to expand. I want you to be a part of it. Uh, and, and you, you came back like really curious to hear. Cause you know, when I, same when I interviewed Gregor, I was like, so you, you know, most people closed yeah. and either shut down altogether or barely hung on. Yeah. You guys expanded in like in magnificent, magnificent fashion during a pandemic. Yeah. And with like one of the hardest things, like jujitsu is the opposite of social distancing. <laughs> we want to get close. We want to get so close and uh, and and breathe right on you, uh, or stop your breathing. Um, so yeah, it's like a tough thing to do. What what was it like for you, like coming back in the middle of all this and then like building this new business? So basically, when Gregor invited me to open the academy together, like I had no idea. One thing is train jujitsu, like we do. Like I train, as I said, like for thirty years training yeah. jujitsu. Another thing is running a business. So I told him, brother, like, one thing is training, another thing is running a jiu-jitsu academy. So I need to understand a little bit more. Give me, like, a couple months just for me to understand. I came to a deep research, mm -hmm. which was easy uh, to do because... I was asking, like, my friends, like... Uh, well, you were in Brazil at the time, right? Yeah, <laughs> but I was, I was asking friends, like... I told, like, I'm not going to ask only for, like, jiu-jitsu fighters. Because right. they'll say, brother, come, it's going to be the best thing in your life. Which I agree with them now. Yeah. But before, like, it's too risky. So I called different types of uh, friends who are involved in the jiu-jitsu community. Mm -hmm. Like, Gregor, he sent me all the numbers. Like, oh, I used to have, like, 180, almost 200 students in a tiny, small studio over here, like right next door. Right. Uh, then a friend of mine in Chicago, his name is Rodrigo Comprido. He's famous, like a two or four times world champion. He's, he came from Brazil, opened his academy in Chicago. He said the same thing, brother, go. Uh, another friend from Helium Gracie in Doral, uh, Francis and Marcelo Hertz. They told me the same thing. They came from like uh, different like business like myself. And they were doing so well. And then I started to do a business plan and I said, Gregor, yeah, let's do it. Uh, first, we decided to open this big academy just because, specifically Brooklyn Heights, when we are, there's so many families, yep. kids. And like, again, like, we used to be like 1,200 square feet right. over there and they had like 200 students. I said, brother, this is just a bad moment. It's not going to take forever. Right. So why are we going to open like a tiny space? And in, like in one year, we're going to be packed again and trying to find like a bigger a space, bigger space to, right. to, like, to get bigger. So let's try to make a good deal. And then came the business part of myself, which we take advantage about uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We had a good deal. We made a good contract. And during the pandemic, we had time to build, do with patients. And I was back in New York in, in January. So mm -hmm. we just opened in July. We had enough right. time to... And that's when we met. Yeah. To hands do, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To do a research. We were looking for so many different places, locations. Yeah. And then the landlord from the other academy shows this, this space which is right next door again. So I said, brother, like... And this was like a, was like a kid's going, gym before, right? Yeah, it used to be a kid's gym. Like, it was called Everyday Athletes, something mm. like this. Like, they used to have, like, uh, many different... Like, a daycare, something like this. I don't know too much. Uh, but when they show us this area, I told Gregor, brother, this is the place. Like, we can bring back our students because they used to live right, right. here, like, walking distance. And still, we can bring more people. So I live in Manhattan, uh, Tribeca. It takes like just like two stops, right, to arrive here. Mm -hmm. Or if I take my bike, 
right over the bridge. Nine minutes. Yeah. I just picked like two musics and I'm here. <laughs> so it was a big step. I, I was like so, at one point, I was like so anxious. Like, oh my God, needs to, needs to work. Like I cannot like, go wrong at all. And we're doing a great job, brother. I can tell like yeah. regular, like I had like training. I've been training in different academies because I grow up in Rio. Then I moved to Sao Paulo. Right. Then I moved to New York. And I can tell that Gregor is, I think, the best instructor that I ever had. Like, 100%. Uh, he's amazing. Like, as a person, mm-hmm. you need yeah. to have, like, a charisma. And, yeah. And, like, well, it's back to the people yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Like, you have some, to you yeah, have to trust them. You have to feel good around yeah, them. Yeah, and it's not, like, there are some good fighters, good athletes, but they are not good instructors. Right. There are good instructors that they are not good athletes. <laughs> it's both. It's both, I know. So, and it's so hard to find this person. It's fascinating, isn't it? Yes. You're like, wow, yeah, really? You got well, all the qualities? Yeah. He's fucking handsome, too. Yeah. You're just like, Jesus, exactly. man. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's not fair. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. So hope he doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I said, come on, buddy. Yeah. But, and he trusts me. So I, I, and I told him, like, I would, be, I would be fair, brother. Like, I'm not a fighter. I'm mm. like uh, a guy who trains jiu-jitsu in passion. I train every day. And he said, if I was looking for a fighter, brother, I would never pick up my phone and call you. I would call, like, maybe some world champion, like, 20 years old. Uh, I'm calling you because I know I need someone that does, doesn't do exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I just right. have two Gregor Graces here, and that's fine. Yeah. So I need someone like you. Like, you know how to do something that I has no clue. That's why I'm doing like the social media. Uh, I did like I had a, like a big help because Gregor has good taste, mm. uh, and also we have like an interior designer here. But we were the ones who were like doing researches about like industrial furnitures. Mm. Uh, like uh, I don't know, like we did a deep research in the way we really won the academy, and like about branding basically. Like, yeah. Everything like black and white, all the t-shirts, like all the instructors needs to be like uh, with the Gregor Gracie uniform. But same thing, like I don't want like people looking like a clown like nowadays with that uh, army geese, like camouflage geese. Shout out to Peter Pabon. Peter, <laughs> quit take off your camouflage gear, my brother. So. <laughs> It's a brand, brother. So you need to build a brand. So that's why you only accept here, brother, whatever IBJJF accept, which is black, blue, and white keys. Mm-hmm. Nothing different than this. Uh, all instructors with uniform, they need to be here 30 minutes before the class starts to meet and greet the parents, to meet and greet the students. Uh, the academy is clean like hell. We yeah, clean this academy like four or five times a day. Yeah. And as you mentioned before, like I never saw an academy like this. Yeah, it's not so hard to build something like this, mm-hmm. but it's hard to keep it like this. Yeah, maintenance That's is everything. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. so I'm here every day, and Gregor's like are here like maybe four, or five, five times a, a week. Uh-huh. So, and we're doing our best to maintain the academy like this. Like, we have only like and such a nice students here. And there's a like a, a word in Brazil. I don't know. Maybe if I would translate good in a good way. But when you have like a, <laughs> a, a like a orange and a basket, like a one that is not good, yeah, spread sure. to all the other ones. Yeah. So if I have like someone that I really think it's not part of the same vibe, same like community, I prefer this person and go yeah. find a different academy. There's a bunch of them around. Yeah. yeah. They, here they say, don't let one one bad apple spoil the whole damn bunch. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So same exactly idea. what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. So same idea. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you are lucky or not, but we are already having them one month only, like almost 150 students. Yeah. And 100% are super nice people. Yeah. Like 100%. I, you'll probably, I think you'll, you know, down the road, there might be one where you're of just course, like, yeah. Eh, yeah. But, I, you know, yeah. good people around here. You pick, yeah, but it's martial arts, bro. It's not like yes. Equinox that people, if you right. have like a 
not a nice person doing like you can still stay yeah and still yeah. i'm gonna be by the side yeah so people who train together mm. they train hard they hurt themselves so and and you know i think the other thing that you've carried over from from your previous experience is like the luxury aspect i mean you're in a luxurious neighborhood like yeah. some of the most expensive real estate yeah. on the planet overlooking lower manhattan um and and you guys really like rose to that and I think that's going to attract the right kind of people. Exactly. Where if it was just like you roll up a garage door and yeah. there's like heavy metal playing and like yeah, not, I, not knocking that because I'm training places like that and it could be fun too. Yeah. But like, you know, it's just different. It's different. And, it, yeah. you know, I don't mind getting smacked around a little bit, but not everybody. Yeah. You know, you can put me to sleep. So, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, uh, there are like some academies. They have like a fake jujitsu. They teach something yeah. that I don't trust. <laughs> it's different because here I have the Gregor Gracie and from Gregor Gracie lineage. Yeah, Gracie I know. Lineage. Like we really, crazy. Yeah, and he's still training and teaching at Hanzo. I'm still training at Hanzo. So it's, uh, you'll be here training and learning jujitsu. Yeah. But doesn't mean that you need to be like, bro, I don't know, if are using the same gear for the whole week, dirty. <laughs> And then, yeah, bro, it makes, makes no sense anymore. Yeah. Like, if you're in this, like, expensive neighborhood, you are expecting people who can afford. Yeah. And they're looking exactly. for something clean. Exactly. They are looking for, like, uh, an instructor who knows how to talk to him to them. Mm -hmm. Like, not like a stupid guy. Like, right. Come on, right. kill themselves, kill each other. Like, it's not this place. Like, yeah. you're going to be here. You're going to learn. You're going to train hard. But... You learn. You're gonna know some jujitsu by yeah, the end. Yeah, but you you don't need to be like in a dirty yeah. place or in a garage to to learn jujitsu. Yeah. So, Kira Gracie, she has like a one beautiful studio now. She just opened a huge academy in Rio. Okay. Same mood, exactly the same thing. And then I was talking to to her, and she said, "You know what? Bring me a lot of students was not my last name, Gracie. Of course, helps. Kira, sure. she's eight times world champion." But also the facilities. How can someone can come here, pay like their monthly rate or annual membership, and then 7 a.m. they finish the train eight, they need to rush to like to go to go back to work, and there's no shower in here, like uh, a nice and clean bathroom, brother. Like doesn't exist. Yeah. It's not unacceptable for me. And it was funny because Gregor said he just came here twice two times during the construction. And I was, oh my God, like, grandma's not coming. What's happening? And he said, no, brother, I trust on you. I know that you're going to do the right yeah. thing. So whatever. So he came. It's great. And he said, it's great. Yeah. Exactly what I it expect is. from you. So, it is. It's amazing. I should yeah. all come and visit. All right. We're going to take one last break. We'll be back in just a minute, everybody. Hang tight. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? 
I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. All right, everybody, welcome back again. You're joining us here at the Greg Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Brooklyn, New York, in Brooklyn Heights, uh, right over the water, uh, hanging out today with Gregor's business partner, Rodrigo Crespo. Uh, talked about a lot of things through the course of the show, but in terms of entrepreneurship, I think the two main takeaways that we really highlighted was, um, you know, you've got to be around the right people, find people that you can, that you can really trust. And that feeds into your ability to letting go and, and letting things kind of take their own course. We were talking about, um, you know, the, the kind of beautiful aesthetic this place has here. And on the break, you know, and even before the break, Rodrigo was saying, like, Gregor didn't really come through much during the construction because he trusted him. And he was like, man, I know it's going to be great. This is your background. This is what you do. Self-awareness, knowing, like, what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are Um there's a guy I follow, a uh, business personality, and he always says that. He says, you know, if you're, if you're working this company, you can't do it all, first of all. It's yeah. impossible to do everything, really. So find what you like to do because you're going to be passionate about that. You, you'll excel at it. You'll shine at it. And the things that you don't like to do, find somebody that you can work with that likes to do that stuff. And, and you know, don't let – we were saying on the break, like, don't let ego get in the way um, sure. because that can, that can really crush things. And, and, and I want to finish up by talking about, you know, how jujitsu has helped you as, as a, as a business person, because that's like one of the big lessons of jujitsu is like, leave your ego at the door. You're about to get, you're about to get smashed by a blue belt. It doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) you know, most important thing in jujitsu. Yeah. Right. You cannot have ego in you as soon as you go inside the mat. And I think that's what like jujitsu teach me a lot. First of all is, Jiu-Jitsu teaches you to have mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you put your credentials as soon as you go inside the mat, outside the mat. I don't mind if you are the CEO of like a big company. I don't know if you are a billionaire. I don't know if you live on the streets. I don't know. I don't care, actually, anything. So as soon as you are in the mat, we shake hands and we train, and that's it. So... Uh, this is jujitsu for me. Like, if you are a nice person, when I, where the, the place where I came from, Carson Gracie, used to be like this. Like, in our training, we used to have, like, guys that used to live in the favelas. Mm-hmm. And beside that, there was a guy who were kidnapping in Brazil because he was millionaire. And nobody knew. Because we don't ask. Like, right. if you are nice, more than welcome. If you are not nice, brother go home yeah so i think that's it in jiu-jitsu you cannot have an ego like gregor beats me then actually gregor beats everybody <laughs> here but then he came home he's like how gregor gracie. beats me yeah. and then came Roger gracie and beats gregor so then maybe someone came and beats Roger. we never know so brother if you have ego forget about it. in this yeah. industry and i think this helped me a lot in my in my business like to learn mm-hmm. uh how to like have a respect like you go to the mat but you have to first if you are late ask your instructor if you are allowed to go inside uh then you need to respect your partners and your, your training partners uh so everything in jiu-jitsu helps me uh, in my in my business yeah i'd agree like responsibility Definitely. like uh, like in respect like doesn't mean like I'm gonna punch you or I'm gonna do something wrong, but if you you need to act and like treat people with respect, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how big they are, right? Like, so 
I used to do this in my business. Like I come with my like whatever, like my, the manicurist, the photo assistant, and the production assistant. I treat them exactly the same way as I treat my client. So yep. if you are right, you are right. If you are wrong. I would say, like, this is not right. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. So take a seat, have a deep breath, and, <laughs> and respect everyone. Yeah. So be on time. If you are late, I hate when people are late. And if like, you cannot show up here, like, 30 minutes. Uh, and then jump on the mat. Yeah, yeah. So no, brother. You need to respect because you have, like, 35 more students that they came here, they did hard time to came here and arrive like on time. Same thing in my business. Yeah. If you arrive late, I'll pay overtime to everyone just because of you. So think about it. <laughs> right. So, right. brother, if you think you'll be late, arrive one hour earlier. I'm always 30 minutes earlier than mm. someone. If you invite me to a lunch, I'll be there 30 minutes before and I'm going to wait outside, whatever, but I hate to be late. So I think it's many things that jiu-jitsu teach you in life. That's why jiu-jitsu becomes so popular here in the United States. Like they have like 1,400 students at Hanzo. It's unbelievable. From like uh, like like important like famous people. Yeah, I know. It's wild. Like yeah, so people who are working in construction. So whatever. Uh, and, and I think it also, like, I've noticed, you know, I've found so many people, especially through social networks like LinkedIn. You're, yeah. It's crazy the amount of people that train jujitsu there that yeah. are like, you know, business Bring owners. Self-confidence. Yeah. It, like, it's so many things. Big, big game changer. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, man. It's been really yeah, awesome talking to you and, and training and, thank and you so much. taking Hope a nap enjoy, on the floor, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all. Uh, everybody, yeah, have guys. a great weekend. We'll see you next week. All right. See peace you. out. that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Love, or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? 
Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.